This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. Now, you can do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. Finally, you're learning. But primarily, leave us a comment. It's not about the review. It's more about who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. From secret agent Servando Carrasco to I'm definitely 21, I promise, Victor Mansaray. That, that usually works out. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell us your favorite player so we can uh, talk about it next week on the podcast uh, or the next time that we record, that is. I, I'm expecting to see some in the future to see some uh, Chad Marshalls in the mix. Chad Unoquacho. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. This uh, this week, the we're seriously doing this again. Sounders FC take on the looking over our shoulders, Fartland Timbers, in a battle for the actual Cascadia Cup. Um, we're right behind Portland, and it, excuse me, we're right behind Fartland, and it smell. It seems like they like have just dropped a fart. They're checking to see if we're there or not, and we is. <laughs> Uh, it's it's their form of echolocation. It's match week 25, and you came up with some wonderful options here for us, Brandon. The fun titles for Sounders, or excuse me, Fartland versus Sounders in Port in Fartland. Excuse me, uh, the loosest goose, the seamen <laughs> sail again. <laughs> Two goals, one Chad, like that. Uh, and the galaxy doesn't play on turf. I don't think they even play in space. I don't even anyway. <laughs> some good, good titles there, Brandon. Okay, so. Uh, we came off a huge. This is like a shocking super surprise to me. I, I expected there because of the long rivalry and the history between these two teams. I expected this to be a way different result. Instead, we're looking at a five nil trump. Trumping is that a word? Trumping. Yeah, sure. Trumping of uh, of of Ziggy Schmidt's LA Galaxy by Seattle. Uh, yeah. So th- the Sounders came into this match uh, five wins in a row eight unbeaten, um, just looking like absolute fire. And then not like the Chicago fire, that no, 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 is. No, they're terrible. They're real bad. Yeah. Um, but they come into this match looking looking great. It has all of the all of the trappings of being a trap game. Um, LA Galaxy come in missing their three DPs being uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who is a literal camel, uh, Quattro, Santro, Quattro Santos, which is the Dos Santos brothers, um, <laughs> and then uh, another guy on their team who's supposed to be really good. Anyway, four of their best players are not coming into this match, meaning that the Sounders, it's just setting the Sounders up to lay a total egg. Yeah, that's what you expect, right? Like When you people. see that it's going to be an easy like walk-off, a, a walk suddenly the team gets real bad. 
Yeah. And so and 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 on top of that, the Sounders are were six, nine, and nine against LA Galaxy at home going into this match. So that's six wins, nine losses, uh, and nine draws against the Galaxy. Unacceptable. So the Galaxy have a great record against the Sounders when the Galaxy are on the road, um, aka in Seattle. Uh, Seattle, it, you know, something about the Galaxy, uh, just they can't get over it. However, this game happens and the Sounders put up five unanswered goals on LA. Um, in the third minute, Chad Uno Quattro gets his third goal of the season, a header goal, his second in two in two matches, assisted by Nico Ladero. In the 18th minute, LA Galaxy make a the goalkeeper makes a terrible David Bingham makes a, just a terrible, terrible distribution. No, um, no, no, no. And then more importantly, in the 26th minute, the ESPN coverage joins the match and plays sh- shows no replays of what has happened so far. But they're welcome to Seattle, where the Sounders lead two to nothing. And I'm like, well, that's a good thing but what the crap if you if you didn't enjoy adult men going to watch a video replay of a little league baseball game to see whether or not a 12 year old was safe at first then i don't know if you were watching the right match at all (laughs) the scoring didn't stop brandon it was bananas uh it was bananas after so the 18th minute harry ship uh gets uh gustav svensson Feeds Harry Ship for a goal after a terrible, terrible giveaway from LA Galaxy. Um, in the 50th minute, right after half, uh, secret agent Servando Carrasco gives the Sounders an own goal. That's Servando Carrasco, uh, Alex Morgan's husband, World Cup winning Alex Mor- Morgan's husband. Oh, wait, not um, World Cup winning Servando Carrasco, though, right? No, not, no, 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 definitely okay. not. Good, good. Um, so, Servando Carrasco used to play for the Seattle Sounders. He gives the Sounders ah. an own goal, which for that, I would like to give him the best character acting award ever for putting so many years in at LA Galaxy only to yeah. uh, his, his old uh, chums in Seattle. That's a long play, man. That's a long play to be able to pull that off. I'd like to congratulate him on winning the hot garbage MVP of the year. <laughs> Uh, going on to the 59th minute, nine minutes later, this has to be some of the most beautiful soccer the Sounders have played all season. It has to be some of the most beautiful soccer possibly played in the league all season. Uh, Christian Roldan finishes up a beautiful build-up play, uh, assisted by both Harry Ship and Nico Ladero gets the hockey assist. That's in the 59th minute to give the Sounders a 4-0 lead, all leading up to the culminating fifth goal First home goal scored by Raul Rudiaz in the 67th minute. Um, just another another great play. Uh, awesome to see the the new guy, the new DP, get his home um, his first home goal in front of the home fans. Uh, overall, it was just an absolute uh, drubbing of LA Galaxy. It was amazing that all it took for the passing to be great for Seattle was to wear the Game Pass Xbox jerseys. So that's a, <laughs> it's a good idea for the future. Like, who knew that the instruction was that simple to be like, yo, pass into the 18-yard box and then goal. Hmm. I think I think that they were just constantly reminded by looking at their teammates and it said, game, okay, pass, oh, okay. <laughs> Before that, it was the Xbox One. Is that what it usually says, Xbox One? And we all know that when you draw in soccer, you get a single point. So they've been playing for the draw this whole season and that explains <laughs> last, everything. Last season, it was the Xbox One, Xbox One X uh, jerseys. Uh, in which every time I couldn't remember where to... It's like when you spell the word banana, famous Dimitri Martin joke. When you spell the word banana, you don't know how many Annas to stop at. Banana. <laughs> B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A. This was the Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox 
Xbox One yes. jerseys. Those were last year. The year before was Halo 5, I think. Anyway, this year we get the Game Pass, and it seems to have worked out so far. Pass being the key. They should have bolded that one instead. So, a great-looking Seattle squad. It was really something to be proud of. Uh, Terrible-looking LA Galaxy squad, but that doesn't mean... like Sometimes when teams get that run on somebody after a couple goals, they slow it down and nothing really happens. And I guess that kind of happened here after the 18th minute second goal goes in. Just kind of... Uh, play the game changes tempos and changes pace and then you go to the second half so that own goal thanks again to Servando Carrasco for getting Seattle's motor running in the second half they that makes it a sixth straight win not just unbeaten in six that's six straight wins it's a club record for a team that played like hot garbage for the first half this is incredible uh, the the stat that really sticks out to me was uh what is it was that on uh on the 539 what's the website that does the 538 538 excuse me Oof. so on the 538 we see three weeks ago sounders were indeed hot garbage their chances of making the playoffs this is the first time maybe even all season that seattle's been above the red line sixth in the league a, the, a spot in the playoffs as of right now briefly briefly they were above the red line um yeah and and after after rsl made a, a last gasp come back against Houston um, the Sounders dropped back down below uh, but still this week the Sounders are an 80% chance of making the playoffs um, it's it's kind of crazy because 10 seasons in this looked this had all of the um, indicators that this was going to be the first season that the Sounders missed the playoffs uh, this a season coming off of you know two back-to-back MLS Cup appearances so it Hey, I'll, I'll take an 80%. Uh, but then again, 538 has no, been known to make some notable predictions in the past that have gone <laughs> completely awry. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, question for you, Brandon. What the hell? Where is Clint Dempsey? Other than at the season ticket holder celebration, where is he? Was he just like getting ready for that? <laughs> he, he's in his old age. It takes him a little bit longer to put his pants on in the morning there, Greg. Listen up those shoes, man. When you've got that kind of arthritis working through your knees, is tough. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, so apparently the rumor is that Clint Dempsey has some sort of back injury or something that's keeping him out of the 18, but he hasn't been in the 18 in three weeks. Um, without explanation, without explanation. Yeah. There's not been some big public comment that apparently he's been like lightly participating in training, but you know, is this a, uh, is this the sounder sunsetting uh, Clint Dempsey into retirement or does Clint Dempsey go sign a contract at the end of this season with, um, you know, Dallas or Houston or something like that. I mean, but he's it, not signing with Dallas. <laughs> it seems like all of, all of everything uh, looks like that the sounders are going to have an open DP DP spot in the place of uh, Clint Dempsey next year, uh, because I think it would be ridiculous at this point for him to resign him with the way that this team has been playing for the last nine matches. I can't believe somebody predicted the outcome of this match. I mean, it's usually a ridiculous number that I throw out, but this was a really lopsided event. Tell me what's going on. Um, last, last, last week you went very conservative on what was the- I thinking? The Crystal Pepsi Bowl, but I think it's because that we got Indiana Jones with that Crystal Pepsi Bowl. I think that Emily Cummings on Twitter, uh, who predicted the match score on August 18th, she predicted that the match was going to end five to nothing, uh, which makes me think that she swiped our Crystal Pepsi Bowl and put her hat in place, and that's what you were looking at the whole time. I I think that uh, I'm not even going to be so jealous and and frame her for this. I'm going to say that she's just a great Crystal Pepsi Bowl reader. 
Yeah, that's probably more accurate. She's or, got she's got the power of Van Hagar behind her. Okay, you probably don't know that one, Brandon, but everyone look it up and watch the video, and then and then watch Crystal Gravy after that. Cool. Oh. Okay, so that brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the big <laughs> tubes man of the match. <laughs> this week's big <laughs> tubes man of the match is Secret Agent Savanna Carrasco for his commitment to the role of LA Galaxy player. Big <laughs> tubes, America's number one tube that sucks. <laughs> Hi. Garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Hot garbage. We're taking the best, the worst, and the absolute crap. It's hot. It's garbage. It's hot garbage. All right, let's look at who's hot, who's garbage, who's hot garbage. That's what the thing says. Let's start with hot. Hot is winning. That's six W's. Hot. Yeah, there's nothing. The Sounders set a club record with six straight wins. They also set a record uh, or tied their record for the largest margin of victories with five goals against um, against L.A. The last time they did that was 2012 against Dallas. Uh, so Sounders put a five spot on L.A. Uh, that's hot. Six straight wins. That's also hot. hot. It's just all hot. I like to think of Breck Shea having to lose 5 nothing, even if he didn't play on that FC Frisco squad. That's still, to me, very important. I just can't stand that guy. All right, hot. Hot. Uh, the 90th minute mercy whistle from referee Mark Guy. Oh, my God. The last time I saw a mercy whistle that I was aware of or paying attention to was in the World Cup where I think it was uh, it was Spain that was going to win, and uh, Iker Casillas was like, hey, man, blow the whistle. Or was it Italy? Oh, I'm going to be in trouble for that. But somebody, like, it was another one of the, like, 5-1 affairs, and it's, like, in extra time in the World Cup, and the winning keeper's like, dude, blow the whistle. <laughs> hey, ref, blow the whistle. And he did. The mercy whistle is embarrassing. But for us, hot. Yeah. Uh, you got to feel so bad, you know, I, I think if you're a player on the opposing team, you you want the match to end as quick as possible, but you don't want it to cut. You like maybe two minutes of stoppage time, like or one minute of stoppage time. Let the referee just be like, OK, we'll do it one minute to do our due diligence and say that. Yeah, you know, whatever. But if it, you're LA Galaxy player and you look up and there's no stoppage time board and the whistle it just goes at 90, it's like 89, 59. 93 I mean and, and it's it signals that everyone collectively agrees that you're so garbage that there's no <laughs> way you're coming back like everyone's kind of got it like the managers aren't really mad about it or anything it's like yeah you guys haven't even been able to make a pass let alone score five goals in four minutes get out of town no no, no yeah no we've seen what you're capable of no you're good we're just gonna be we're done here, we're <laughs> yeah. done here. and the Servando Carrasco is getting the ball in which case the Sounders <laughs> win by another goal or two so I that, hope he snuck into the locker room after the match that poor guy there is nobody who had to feel worse about that uh, than to have scored that own goal against your former team um, also, real quick before we move on, hot. I love Taylor Twelman was just lighting Ebra up the whole time. <laughs> he was rude, just ruthless, talking so much trash about how he wasn't at the match, not even to represent in the 18 or something. He's recovering from a knee injury, whatever. But and if it was a playoff match, he'd definitely be there, said Ziggy Schmidt. But like, this is kind of the run for the playoffs. You're kind of handing over points. That's three huge points that the Seattle can use to bury you like when it comes down to the end of the season here as the momentum is growing so strongly in their favor. I can't even imagine. And the Sounder squad's just getting better. 
Imagine when V-Rod is fully healthy again and you have to start making hard decisions about who's going to be on that field. Like, Alex Roldan, dude, you're going to be reduced to just being a Roldan because we're not going to see you anymore with the depth we've got, the way Harry Ship is playing, the way that uh, Will Bruin's trying to step up into this position. It's unbelievable. And then for Dal- or for uh, LA Galaxy to just not bring anybody because of turf or whatever their dumb reasons are, like, boy, that's tough, man. Yeah, uh, good thing Alex Roldan started that t-shirt company. He's going to need that extra income. No, I mean, he, um, he knows how to look into the Crystal Pepsi ball. I get it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Zlatan, for context, Zlatan decides not to come play against Seattle because of the turf, while his 37-year-old teammate, uh, Al- Ashley Cole, who also has a history of injury, was out there giving all- his all in a 5 to nil loss. Can we also talk about something real quick? Actually, I'm going to move on to Garbage. Garbage. Ashley Cole, who's played for LA for like a million years now, isn't even a DP. So that guy has been reduced from playing at the top of the Premier League, has moved to LA, and he's still playing. Garbage. But he's playing for nothing in comparison. That guy loves soccer. I guess I could give him a hot for that, too. Hi. You could be Didier Didier Drogba playing for Phoenix Rising in the USL. (laughs) Player manager, player owner manager, Didier Drogba. Yeah, exactly. In Phoenix, I mean, good God. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, it has all of the uh, similarities to Montreal and France. Yes, very similar. I'm going to France and this Ivory week. I'll, I'll find out for you, okay? Okay, thank you. Tell me if it's anything like Phoenix, Arizona. Ooh, you know, the band Phoenix does come from France, so there's a connection. Oh, that's, that's what it is. He got really confused. Yeah, he was I'm like, going oh, to hang out with Phoenix? I'm in a cool hipster band now? <laughs> <laughs> it's really f- hot here what else you got for garbage there uh garbage the most expensive back line in the league plays for la <laughs> including ashley cole <laughs> who's not a dp it's Armando carrasco <laughs> <laughs> uh the reason that's garbage is because you based on that match you wouldn't know it except for the fact that if you listened for any five minute period taylor twelman would have told you that it's the most expensive back line in the league i mean deservedly because they lost five nothing they gave maybe, up a goal to themselves. Maybe the most expensive back line in the league can go spend all of their money at the longest outdoor bar in North America. <laughs> garbage. Oh, that's fun. What else you got? One more. Uh, garbage is uh, somebody called it last week by saying that Brad Bradsmith is now a true sounder because of missing a game with an injury. Oh, I think we even did the injury generator and said that it was a hamstring, even though it wasn't. I, but I'm pretty sure at this point it was a hamstring injury. Garbage. That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, and Gregor, I think that you, more than anybody, should should tell us what was hot garbage this week. Listen, Brandon, I was so mad. Okay, first of all, shout out to my baby, Space Baby. It was his first birthday. He's been all the way around the sun one time on planet Earth. It's a great ride, okay? And so I couldn't watch the match in real time because we were having a birthday party that no one came to. It was very awkward. So there I am. I get home from the, from the birthday party. We pack up all the barbecue and everything, get everything all squared away. I turn on the soccer match. Here I go. I'm gonna. I've managed to almost stay off of the internet, except for when I was standing at the party and my friend Sean looks at me and goes, "Huh? Wow! Sounders are already winning thanks to Chad Marshall headed goal." And I was like, "Sean, you don't think I'm recording this match at home?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, well, what am I supposed to do?" I was like, "Not spoil it for me." So I get home and I have to give a big old stinking hot turd of hot garbage to ESPN. Hot garbage. ESPN can do me a favor by sticking a tube right up a cow's ass and taking a big long suck of bull 
Because that's how they're treating MLS fans. First 25 minutes not on TV. No goal highlights at halftime. Hot garbage. At least you didn't watch the first 25 minutes uh, trying to figure out which of the little leaguers was Latan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew he wasn't going to be there. Okay, You can't pull that one on me. Also, another hot garbage. Hot garbage. The guy that was uh, at the... I go to this like combination sandwich convenience store bar that's in my neighborhood i truly live in the sticks because of that but i go there and there's people watching the um little league world series there and this one you know they're all like 12 or under or something like that and this one 12 year old kid who definitely looks like he's 30 he uh hollers he's kind of a chubby kid and he goes all right bartolo cologne get it together and i'm like you just called a kid a 45 year old fat guy (laughs) but also i laughed so that makes me a monster hot garbage (laughs) Uh, but but did Bartolo Colon get his shit together? Stop swearing! You don't have to edit that, you jerk. <laughs> Alright, people getting mad on the internet after anything happens. It's this week in Fan Outrage. This week in Fan Outrage, nobody could be madder than LA Galaxy fans because it wasn't Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> that he made his that made the decision that uh, he wasn't going to play on turf. It was MLS's decision to allow the Sounders FC to have the audacity to use turf in their field and be an absolute discredit to the entire league. Josh Brewer Jr. says, I've seen ping pong tables with less bounce. If at Sounders FC can't afford an at MLS grade surface, let them play in USL. <laughs> Hey, um, John Brewer Jr., why don't you get back to me when you have fans in the stands, bro? <laughs> that aren't there for a uh, L.A. Chargers match game. <laughs> no, no, no. That's You got that wrong because they're definitely not there for that. <laughs> uh, but where, where John Brewer says... Uh, where John Brewer says stuff about the turf, uh, Nathan Pillay responds and says, maybe if Ibra official wasn't such a little B-word about playing on turf, his team might have shown up today. But Lions are no match for Honey Badgers. <laughs> I don't know if that would hold up in the wild, but I'm for it. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, man, this is so good. Matt Oak on Twitter with the sickest bird. He's funny. I'd like to Matt- report a murder at CenturyLink Field. <laughs> Oh, that's because that's because we killed LA so bad. That's why. Uh, uh, Sydney Hunt also with a very good burn. I guess the rest of Galaxy took Zlatan's lead and didn't bother showing up against Seattle today either. <laughs> I gotta turn back to something you said a minute ago that there's no one matter than uh, than LA Galaxy fans after this match. I'm gonna go ahead and suggest that perhaps Taylor Twelman was as mad as them. Uh, Taylor Twelman uh, on the TV broadcast where millions <laughs> thousands of people can hear him says this week in fan outrage from Taylor Twelman says quote I can hear Casey Keller complaining from the radio booth next to us <laughs> <laughs> which 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 honestly makes Taylor a real Sounders fan now I mean if you tie a Sounders scarf around his face like a terrorist then he's officially and makes the march to match the match where he's officially all in okay congrats Taylor welcome to the club So a few minutes ago, Brandon, you were talking about some of the finest play uh, ever in MLS. I got to say, there should have been a a caveat to that. It should have been some of the finest play in MLS history that wasn't done by Josef Martinez. 
Uh, yeah, headlines this week. Josef Martinez tied the all-time single-season scoring record uh, with a goal scored against Columbus over the weekend. Um, that puts him like seven goals behind the total amount of goals that the Sounders have scored this season. So he's in 25 matches, he's already the man. Yeah, and remember, the league doesn't stop for another month and a half. Yeah, there's nine more matches. And if you, wait, How many does he have this year? Uh, he has 25 goals. So if you figure 25 and 25, he's got nine more in him. This is going to be a record that is not touched for some time, I bet. It'll get beaten someday, but I don't see it on the horizon until this league figures out how to not have Chicago in it. <laughs> that was good. Uh... <laughs> what else he got? Uh, this week in headlines, uh, little one Nico Ladero and Chad Marshall or Chad Uno Quattro, uh, both named to the uh, MLS Team of the Week. That's cool. As well as former Sounder uh, LAFC goalkeeper Tyler Miller. So congrats to you, Tyler. Yeah, good for him. Uh, at least it was the other LA for this week. Next week I'll hate him again. But uh, Ladero and Marshall, both some names that I keep seeing pop up in this Team of the Week. Uh, Chad Marshall, a lot of people are saying, so Marshall's third goal came in this match. Uh, his all time record for goals in a single season is four. So if he gets another goal this season, he has matched his all time best. But what's, uh, so let's, let's have a serious talk about this. The Sounders defense has been pretty, pretty great considering you have Stefan Fry, Kim Kihi has stepped up huge. And then you've got Chad Marshall, who's always solid. Are we talking about, like, you keep seeing some of these. See the, the team of the week mentions for Chad Marshall. Are we talking about him potentially getting a nod for Defender of the Year? I think absolutely. I think uh, Chad Marshall will uh, definitely be in the running. I think uh, Stefan Fry is criminally overlooked in this league and definitely should be in the running for for goalkeeper of the year. Like every um, year, <laughs> every single year. But but definitely. I mean, you look at some of the numbers that the Sounders are putting check up. Check this out. Check uh, this out. Defensively. Uh, Goals allowed. So the the big problem is is that Seattle's only scored thirty one goals for. That's like twenty something goals behind Atlanta. Okay, but then you look at the goals allowed. Just twenty six goals allowed. So it's about just over one per match. And I'm looking at the every single team ahead of them in the Western Conference has given up more goals than that. Real Salt Lake and LA Galaxy have both uh, pushing towards fifty. Compared to wow. the Sounders, twenty six. So then, and then below Seattle, then the story changes. Like there's a couple like Houston is not generating any offense when it comes the same kind of problems. Where with some putting some points on the board and cha- converting some of these one nothing losses into wins is the entire difference in the season. And I think without a Chad Marshall, without Kim Kihi playing his brains out, and then without Stefan Fry back there to save their asses when they screw up. This is a totally different season where we're looking at a serious crash and burn. We're just spending some talent up top. It is not going to be sufficient. And you look at the the uh, the two constants to the Sounders' defense in the last few years have been Chad Marshall and Stefan Fry. You have changes at the outside back positions, uh, kind of revolving door. You've got Kim Kihi, Chad Mar or Kim Kihi, Roman Torres, Tony Alfaro. Uh, all duking it out for that second spot. Uh, remember Tony Alfaro? I remember. Yeah, Tony I remember him. <laughs> uh, so, but you've got those two guys who have just been uh, total stalwarts in the in the Sounders' defense. So, uh, if Chad Marshall isn't in the running this year, um, after having honestly being probably should have been considered in the last couple years as well, in, 
as well as Stephen Fry. I mean, go go read some of the stuff that Sounder at Heart is writing right now. What's up, guys? Um, go read some of the stuff that Sounder's Heart is writing is writing about right now. Just kind of compiling all the statistics uh, that that Stephen Fry is actually putting up a record season right now. Um, if you're looking at the right numbers, uh, they kind of went beautiful mind on it, and uh, <laughs> they Stephen Fry doesn't even exist. Um, but that's it's it's something to consider. The Sounders, uh, despite their woes and despite the second season, the second half of the season surge, um, those two guys have a lot to do with it. All right, looking ahead and into the worst fart cloud of the season, it is Fartland Timbers versus Seattle Sounders, and that <laughs> that match, isn't what's that. That it's not smoke that's all up around here. It's actually it's a it's a big part, Portland fart cloud. Yeah, a big burning fart cloud from Fartland is what we have to thank for all of this smoke, Brandon. Sunday, six thirty p.m., nine thirty Eastern, according to the graphic they put up the other day. Who, who on nine thirty p.m. And <laughs> shout out to the six people on the East Coast who are watching this match. Some at Atlanta fan who's still mad about the result when Sounders <laughs> went there. Um, okay, so we're looking ahead at the Cascadia Cup rivalry. This one, regardless of who's doing what, is hotly contested. But when you look at the table, with a game in hand, Portland 37 points, Seattle 35 points. A win for Seattle would be historic. Uh, again, to continue this streak. It would put Seattle ahead of Portland. Remember, Portland has a game in hand, meaning that they played one less. But we're talking about not even not only playing your rival, but kind of like jumping back and forth over this red line to be in the playoffs. Uh, this would be massive. The Sounders uh, for are 0-2 and 0 against Portland. That means zero wins, two losses, and zero draws against Portland this season. Um, a win would be huge. Not only would it be the seventh straight win for a team that has never even done six until recently. Or five. Um, <laughs> Or five until before that. Um, that would be it. Would be huge for Seattle to just to 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 keep that streak going, um, to reach ten unbeaten, um, but to do it over Portland while leapfrogging them in the standings into that final playoff spot with nine matches to go. Uh, that would just be too sweet. This is match one hundred and two all time against Portland. Um, How are Portland looking right now? Uh, Portland were on. Were I'll say were Portland were on a 15 game unbeaten streak. So that's you know the Sounders are on their own streak right now. But Portland had gone 15 unbeaten. However, they have lost their last three, including their most recent match, three to nothing against Sporting Sporting Kansas City. So you got to think that this is what they need to be at home playing against their main rival with the most. Um, in their minds, annoying fan base showing up and causing tons of trouble in that top corner there. you got to think that Portland is looking to rise to the occasion and take on a Sounder squad who maybe are feeling like they've got a little bit of extra wind under their sails with some big wins. I think Portland's got a lot to do here. They've got a huge home field advantage, but they are playing a Sounder squad that's getting healthier and healthier. What do they have that could help them here? Uh, the the Portland this year during the transfer window brought in two familiar faces to the uh, Portland faithful. They brought back Lucas Milano and uh, Jorge Viafania, who were both instrumental in Portland's MLS Cup winning run uh, that we never talk about again, except for this one. This one sure. um, thing. Uh, but I would say so between Jorge Viafania and Lucas Milano, they haven't won a game since bringing those two guys in. Um, their villain, their true villain, uh, is probably Valeri, who's their leading goal scorer this year. Samuel Armenteros, who is their second leading goal scorer this year. Uh, 
Blanco, who is another guy on their team, and then the, probably the rest of the team also is the rest of the villain. Here's another guy on the team, also the, <laughs> the ball boy that plays at the... <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Timber Joey, and um, and oh, like man. Mike, guy. who sits in ropes three, section 120. Uh, that guy sucks, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All of the fans in Portland that are at that stadium named Mike, you all suck. <laughs> Um, well then, screw you, Mike. So then, well, I'm curious then, because you were so quick to be able to name Diego Valeri. Obviously, he's a longtime name, a big playmaker for Portland or for Fartland. Excuse me, my bad. But when you're looking at the results of the last several weeks for Seattle Sounders FC, who's your hero for the Seattle squad? My favorite thing about Seattle right now is that anybody. It seems like anybody on this team at any point can do anything, um, but the most consistent player and the person who I think is carrying this team right now is Christian Roldan. What? 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 Wow. Okay. I think I think uh, uh, a really astute observation that somebody made that has stuck with me has been that the way that uh, Roldan and Ladero have been able to combine in the midfield uh, has allowed um, has allowed Ruiz Diaz and whoever else is playing up front uh, alongside him. To, to run freely because you've got two really skilled passers of the ball, uh, one of them who will get right up in your face and, and, and hurt you, uh, another guy who's so technical that he's going to get around you. Um, so I think the way that they combine in the field frees up a lot. So people have to focus on – the def- defenders have to focus on a lot more now in order to, to stop the Sounders' offense where it used to be uh, get the ball to Clint Dempsey or get the ball to Nico Ladero, and, and if you can stop him, then you can stop the attack. Now you've kind of got this multi-pronged thing going forward uh, where you don't – all of a sudden you don't have to choose between uh, Roldan and you don't have to choose between – Ozzy Alonso and Goose, you've got all of these different players that can that can do anything moving forward. Okay, I mean, I lo- I like where you're coming from. I would, I, I want to disagree with you. You caught me off guard there a little bit. I want to disagree with you, but I can't because I just don't. I would I would have said Nico Lodero one hundred percent, but the dude tends to not be able to rise in these big heated occasions i'm talking mls cup um, other matches this year where we've needed a huge performance out of a guy like that and he just hasn't been able to deliver so if he comes out switched on i think he's definitely the hero for seattle otherwise you got to look to a name like i'd love to see Rui diaz be the guy that kind of steps up he doesn't know what this rivalry is yet he hasn't he might have heard about it but he hasn't actually sampled it and he is a guy with a lot of neck tattoos and i feel like a guy with a lot of neck tattoos doesn't take uh, too kindly to the other hood i feel like that this is going to be something that really gets the phoenix lit from inside of him and we're going to see some really damaging play so i think Rui diaz is my hero you just said phoenix i'm pretty sure dda drogba's ears perked up somewhere and so did toma Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. So, um, in case you're just tuning in somehow, like you've been asleep at the wheel of your at the of your, I don't know, big rig or something like that. Welcome back first of all. Uh, but shout outs to all you big big rig drivers listening to Full 90 Extra Time podcast. Yeah, shout outs to Todd. He lives in Tucson and listens. I don't un- understand why you would do that, but he drives a truck all day and listens to the pod. So, thanks Todd Pod, Pod Todd, Pod Todd. There we go. Pod Todd. <laughs> <laughs> you got you remember Todd Pods? That crazy <laughs> Hello? That crazy, uh, uh, yeah, damn it. I lost. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, Brandon. So TL, TLDL too long. Didn't listen. What do you got? Uh, too long. Didn't listen from Brian Schmetzer who says, 
We're scoring one. We're scoring more goals than our opponents. Two. We're winning games. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Brian Schmetzer channeling his inner John Madden. Congratulations. Uh, TLDL. <laughs> Taylor Twelman, one of us. <laughs> uh, and too long didn't listen. The skies are ablaze with the fire smoke of Portland farts. <laughs> Take a look into your Crystal Pepsi ball, Brandon, and tell us what you see. We need a score and game prediction. The upcoming match is Sunday night, 6.30, down in Fartland. Providence Park is going to smell like burning farts, and then they're going to get burned up by a little Seattle action. What do you foresee Sunday night, 6.30, in Fartland, Brandon? I foresee the Sounders going up two goals and everything looks great and hunky-dory until... um, like manna from heaven, Clint Dempsey descends from the rafters and scores the final goal to break the all-time leading uh, uh, goal scorer record for the Seattle Sounders because finally he just needs to do it and it would be so good to be against Portland. He's going to come down though with his Sounders scarf tied over his face like a terrorist because he's <laughs> going to have to repel the the fragrances of the burning Fartland farts. Accurate. I for one see that this is going to be a three- Zero affair with two goals scored, not quite the hat trick, but two goals scored by Raul Ruiz Diaz because he is going to Montero that shit.